0: Welcome to the Sovereign Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arzu Babri. In this community, we embark on a journey towards self-discovery in order to reclaim our sovereignty and live a life rich in connection, meaning, and purpose. Welcome back, friends. I hope you're all having a great start to the fall season. There was actually a couple of big cosmic events that took place last week, including the Harvestful Moon and obviously the fall equinox so the energies were quite heightened collectively and i know a lot of people were feeling these shifts so if you tend to be one of those individuals who's very much receptive to or easily affected by these energetic shifts it's always a good idea to be aware of what's taking place cosmically so you can allow yourself time to rejuvenate, rest, go into solitude or whatever it is that you need to recalibrate and not be so reactive to these big, big shifts that take place. Cause I know it's been a huge time for transition as we shift into a brand new season. So with that being said, let's move right into this week's topic, which is all about confidence and self-worth which to me are both key ingredients for an overall greater quality of life. And I say this because our lives already have their fair share of challenges and difficulties. So why contribute to that further by creating an internal battle of self-destructive behavior? So when you begin to actively work on your sense of worth and confidence, you are saying, I love myself enough to nurture and care for myself, regardless of what life throws my way. And I strongly feel that this topic is almost necessary to cover at this time because we live in a world that profits off of people's low sense of self. And that's because if you in any way struggle with your sense of value and worth, you are a much easier target for the world of consumerism, where industries prey on these inherent weaknesses. And this is so rampant and runs so deeply in our world that oftentimes When you run across someone who's really grounded in their identity and sense of worth, it might seem a bit confusing because we are all trained to believe that there is something wrong with us from such a young age. So other people's confidence can sometimes come across as a threat if we ourselves are struggling with that concept. So some common words that are often um, associated with confidence include trust, certainty, self-assurance, and clarity. And now confidence is, is a very diverse topic to discuss because it can be applied to multiple areas of life in that we can have confidence in ourselves, we can have confidence in others, and we can also have confidence in our ideas and plans. So today we'll mainly focus on personal confidence and build on that topic there so to start let's talk about what low sense of confidence and worth might look like in an individual so a low sense of self might show up as an inability to accept compliments an inability to go after your desires a constant state of self-doubt a constant battle with personal boundaries people-pleasing and codependent behavior, and an inability to leave toxic relationships. And it's interesting because how we feel internally often manifests in our physical body as well, so a lack of confidence can actually show up as a very contracted body with maybe rolled over shoulders, a downward gaze, crossed arms and legs, especially over body parts that someone might feel self-conscious about, but there are multiple ways our physical body is mirroring what's going on for us internally. Now, confidence and self-worth boil down to how we view ourselves, which can obviously be impacted by various life factors, which we'll take into account in today's topic. But the more self-acceptance and self-realization we have, the more confidence we will then exude. And once this self-acceptance piece is established, confidence then becomes a harmony between personal trust and belief. So you need to first believe in yourself in order to begin to trust yourself. Now, having confidence doesn't mean that you're domineering over anyone. You're simply gifting yourself the opportunity to live a rich and full life, beginning with personal compassion. So internally, confidence lives in our programmed subconscious mind, because this is where our memories, beliefs, and fears live. This is also where we store repressed thoughts and feelings. So as you're growing up, your subconscious mind is absorbing and registering information through your five senses. So this can include any repetitive behavior, both physically and mentally, that becomes an automatic action. So physical examples include brushing your teeth, driving a car, washing dishes, or exercising. And mental emotional examples of the subconscious programming include beliefs about yourself and the world, thought patterns, or even automatic thoughts. And a relatable example of this would be entering in your password while talking to someone else. So your subconscious mind is recalling the password while your conscious mind is able to hold a conversation with someone while you're simultaneously doing that. Now, throughout our lives, we store our impressions of events in our day-to-day lives that end up significantly impacting our confidence and self-worth. So some examples of this would include hearing your friends being praised for their physical appearance. So on multiple occasions, you may have heard others tell your friends that they were either beautiful, strong, or athletic. And as a young adolescent, you may have internalized that to mean that you are not those things if you weren't also being complimented. Or you may have simply been observing how your friends interact with one another and then noticing differences in terms of how they are together versus how they interact with you. And as a young adult, you might have subconsciously registered that to mean that you're somehow less valuable or worthy um, as the other individual because you're not getting that same level of treatment. And obviously family dynamics play a huge, huge role. And something that's very interesting is our birth order is even a contributing factor to our level of confidence. So this is where we see a lot of discrepancy between the firstborn child versus the lastborn, depending on the experiences that they went through. So alongside our childhood environment, the parenting style in which we are exposed to can have a very significant impact on our sense of worth and confidence as well. And also in terms of how we view certain things in life so let's say your parents routinely had a very negative conversation around money and status and your impression and interpretation of these conversations may have resulted in you believing that your status in life determines your level of happiness or that money is what makes you valuable. Now, something else that a lot of us have been subjected to during our childhood is comparison by our family. So it may have been comparison to our friends, our cousins, and sometimes even our own siblings, which trains us as adults to then begin to compare ourselves to everyone and everything around us, which seriously ends up damaging our level of confidence and self-worth. Another way that our confidence can take a huge hit is by being mistreated by others. So if at any point in your life, someone called you ugly or stupid or useless, you may have subconsciously programmed that as a potential belief about yourself and then solidified it with years of negative self-talk. So now in your subconscious mind, you carry a deeply ingrained belief of unworthiness that really casts a shadow on everything that you do. Now, if you experienced any of those examples that we just covered in any way, shape or form, And then you began to form your own negative interpretations of those events and slowly integrated that into your system as a belief. If no one is actively challenging your perception of these things, you will unfortunately register them as definitive truths because the subconscious mind doesn't discern what is true, logical, reasonable, or even healthy. It simply holds on to repetitive thoughts and actions. Now, this relates to our level of confidence in that if we are subconsciously programmed to believe that we are somehow unworthy of the things that we want or that we are subservient to others, we're not going to wake up in the morning and actively observe our patterned thinking. Most people don't do that. Most of us simply act from our subconscious beliefs and patterns because we've already predetermined our level of confidence based on those subconscious beliefs and I say predetermined because it didn't happen overnight it was formed based on our impressions of the events we either personally went through or watched others go through And most of the time you hear people making very definitive statements about themselves, such as I'm stupid or I'm useless. You don't often hear people saying, I think I might be stupid. You know, they're not really trying to logic or reason through their thought process, they're declaring it. And a declaration to the brain is the truth, especially if it's been repeated for years and years, and those pathways have strengthened due to that repetition. Now, something else that often takes place with any emotional state, including confidence is the release and implications of certain neurotransmitters, and I'll just focus on two for today. So dopamine allows us to take inspired action, risks, and it's also known as the reward neurotransmitter. So signs of low dopamine often include feeling passive, apathetic, and even depressed. And extroverted people have been shown to have higher levels of dopamine versus introverted people. But it's not just the neurotransmitter itself. Depending on where in the brain its release can have a very different effect. For instance, too much dopamine in one area of the brain may cause hallucinations or schizophrenia versus damage to dopaminergic neurons in another region of the brain can actually cause a disease known as Parkinson's. Now serotonin is responsible for regulating mood, sleep, and appetite. Serotonin levels can affect how well we recover from rejection, which can help us to be in situations that support our sense of worthiness. Serotonin has also been labeled as the confidence neurochemical because higher serotonin levels are actually related to greater feelings of confidence, which in turn gives us the drive to do the things that build our self-esteem. And it's a bi-directional relationship in that confidence actually triggers the release of serotonin and serotonin further helps to support our level of confidence. So now that we have that basic kind of foundation and understanding, let's talk about how to work on and build your level of confidence. The first and most crucial step in building your confidence is to shift your focus from the outside world inwards. When you look outside of yourself for reassurance, it's only a temporary gain, but a long-term loss. What I mean by this is the more you place your need for validation on the external world, the weaker your own intrinsic self reassurance becomes. You now become reliant on the beliefs and opinions of others, and you begin to internalize their behavior towards you. But if you were to build on your sense of confidence and worth, and if it came from within, you wouldn't be living a life at the whim of someone else. You would instead recognize that someone else's behavior has nothing to do with you. And, and you can rest assured knowing who you are and what you have to offer. And a continuation of this first point is to not take things personally. People's behavior has nothing to do with us or our se- or worth for that matter. People are often acting from their own personal experiences. So don't mistake someone else's mistreatment as a reflection of who you are and your value. Next is to recognize your confidence killers. Otherwise known as your triggers. So start to do a little bit of a self assessment and recognize is it comparison that plays a huge impact on your level of confidence? Is it stress or sleep deprivation? Is it a cyclical thing for certain women? It may be linked to their menstrual cycle. Is it certain environments or certain people? Or is it specific comments? And then if it's a specific comment, you can slowly start to trace that back to see where the root cause of that is and where that might be stemming from. That's having such a significant impact on your confidence level. So going back to that level of the subconscious mind that we were talking about earlier and working on it from that perspective. So now the next step is to bring awareness to what your strengths and weaknesses are. In what areas of life do you thrive and really shine? Begin to harness confidence within these areas first so that you can have a solid foundation moving forward instead of constantly focusing on your weaknesses or some of the things that you really tend to struggle with. Instead, shift your focus on the things where you really seem to thrive in naturally. Another way to start to build and work on your level of confidence can be related back to the biochemistry that we were discussing in terms of neurotransmitters. So to increase your serotonin levels, you need to begin to do things that reinforce a sense of purpose, meaning and accomplishment. When you can check something off of a list and say, I did it, your body will produce a feedback loop that will reinforce behavior that helps you to build self-esteem and confidence. Next, you can begin to also build your confidence by establishing positive self-regard. If you are able to bring into your conscious awareness your personal beliefs about yourself, then you will begin to realize where on the spectrum you fall and where you need a little bit of remediation. So then once you've brought that into your awareness and recognized those thought patterns and those behaviors that really tend to impact your level of confidence, you can then begin to rewire your brain to think more positively about your own personal worth. And this happens through repetition and time. So first recognizing those automatic self-destructive thoughts and then reversing them through time because you didn't get to this point overnight. This was years of self-destructive thoughts and behavior patterns that have taken a massive toll on your level of confidence and your belief in yourself. And finally, the more you learn about something, the more confident you become in that area. Most people that are experts in their field come across as confident because they have a deep understanding of their art and their ability. So self-confidence really boils down to you becoming an expert on yourself. So when someone asks you a question, you answer with assurance and certainty, and that's what makes you appear confident. You aren't trying to convince anyone of anything, but your, your strong belief behind your words and your actions automatically make people respect you and to be drawn to you so now like always we will end this episode with some prompts to get you guys thinking a little bit more about this whole topic of confidence and self-worth so without any further ado let's jump right into that so prompt number one is what are you most confident about in yourself and why number two in what areas of your life do you look outside of yourself for confirmation And lastly, in what areas of your life do you move forward with ease and assurance? All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Sovereign Soul podcast. If you feel like this week's topic reminded you of someone in your life, feel free to share this episode with them or leave a review down below so that we can together spread the word and share the awareness because I have a lot of really interesting topics coming up in the next few weeks. And I'm really looking forward to sharing them with you. So until next time, enjoy the rest of your week.